happy holidays, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial... S <laughs> I almost said Silver Spoons. No. <laughs> Neither of those two universes have ever collided with each other, even though they were created by David... D both created by David Dufan. Let me start over. <clears throat> Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm adjusting to a new work schedule, which it's pretty much the same time. It's just I get out 30 minutes later. That means I get home 15 minutes later, and it's kind of affected my sleep schedule. Um, last night, I decided that when I got home after I did my nightly routine. I'm like, I'm gonna record a podcast since I stay up till like 1.30 until I fall asleep anyway. And I um, did one. It was a Christmas short, like maybe less than 30 minutes long. And I didn't get to bed till like almost 2.30 in the morning. And I'm just, it's noon now and I'm still trying to wake up. And I still have a full day of work ahead of me to get through. And being I'm in a new area, well, I have been for probably about a, maybe a month, if that. I still, I gotta bring my A game to keep my numbers up and everything like that. So, I gotta, I gotta wake myself up. So, I'm like, you know what? I am going to cover a Garfield Christmas special. Excuse me. Which came out in 1987. I'll read the synopsis, courtesy of IMDb. Garfield, John, and Odie go to John's grandmother's house for Christmas, where Garfield finds a present for Grandma. Wait a minute. Hold on a sec. Something's off here. So, it's the grandmother's house? I thought it was John's parents' house. Unless it originally is John's grandparents' house, and we learned that, you know, his grandfather's passed on. And his mom and dad pretty much run the farm. So, it basically, it, it is what it is. So, all right. This actually has an 8.1 out of 10 based on 2,405 ratings. Now, that's not surprising because this, if I had to choose between this and the Thanksgiving one, the Christmas one would win hands down just because I love it so much. Nothing wrong with the Thanksgiving one. I, I, I definitely don't like the Halloween one. Never been a fan. Never been a fan. It was directed by Phil Roman and George Singer, co-director. Alright. Ooh, let's get into some trivia. There's only one piece of trivia. Doc Boy was voiced by David L. Lander, who also played Squiggy in the sitcom Laverne and Shirley from 1976. I've never seen it. Never heard of it. I've never seen it. Let's see. Here we go. Here's a review. 10 out of 10 from December 14th, 2005. I just realized that <laughs> everyone's probably like, where have you been? We've all realized that for a while now. This is the last year of the teens decade. As of next year, we are entering the 20s. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. 
I'm going to be 40 years old in three years. Less than three years, actually. Wow. I don't feel like a day over 20, I, honestly. I mean, my body might tell a different story, but mentally, I feel so much like a kid on the cusp of adulthood. <laughs> All right, let's get to this fun, cute review. Titled, One of the Best Christmas Specials Ever. Well, you're not wrong. By Hollywood Yoda. I recently saw this film after many years, and it reminded me of what Christmas should really mean. Aww. The holiday should not be about receiving or giving gifts, but the love that one person or creature can give to another. This is one holiday special that needs to be shown on television more over the Christmas holiday season. Seeing Garfield and Odie and John at Christmas with his parents was just what any person needs over the fast holiday season. With the rush of Christmas and all the new specials coming on TV and video, this is one that is really special that everyone should watch. This is one special that deserves the 10 out of 10 vote of excellent. Yes, yes, yes. How funny. This is from 2005. Guys, that was 14 years ago. I'm going to see if I can find one that's kind of re... Oh, here we go. Here we go. This one's from January 11, 2018, and they wrote in all caps. 7 out of 10. Hard to find. Okay. That person, I don't know what they're doing. Oh, for heaven. You know what? I'm not reading this one. This one's out to slam somebody, and I don't like that. First recent review I find, and... They gotta slam somebody. Oh, here we go. 2016. That'll work. 8 out of 10. This is a Christmas family classic. I remember looking forward to Garfield every year around Christmas when I was a little kid. The show made our family come together with warm laughter and good spirits. Seriously, who doesn't like Garfield? I hear you there. I hear you, Tiskek. This person's username is Tiskek. T-I-S-K-E-T. I mean, K-E-C. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mr. Davis, thank you for all those great years of the Garfield specials. The Christmas special in particular. I loved this episode so much. As one of millions of viewers, we all know Garfield is fun for the whole family and can bring classic humor to our hearts. I mean, it really. Who doesn't like Garfield? There's only one question that many others have wondered as well. Why do they call John's brother, Doc Boy, in the Christmas special. Yes, and I want to know if Doc Boy is supposedly supposed to be maybe younger than John. I don't know. Is he the younger brother or the older brother? I mean, I was thinking about that as I was trying to wake up this morning. Thinking, huh, you know that Doc Boy, you watch him and his father literally carbon copy. They could be twins. They are that identical looking. Okay, here we go. Now we got one from January to 2019. Guys, I promise this will be the last one. Festive Garfield is the title. Have always had a big soft spot for Garfield as both a child and young adult who is in a way a child at heart, but with a significantly broader knowledge of film and television. He is such a funny and lovable character and his specials and Garfield of Friends are every bit as good and perhaps even better now. I'm not as much a fan of the 2000s show. Well, not surprising. 
And while to me the live action films are not that bad, the second especially is actually being a huge improvement. They're still nowhere near close to being as good and will never go down as classics. When it comes to the Garfield specials, a Garfield Christmas special is my personal favorite and always has been. Also among the best Christmas specials ever made from personal opinion, mainly in animation but also otherwise. High praise indeed coming from such a big fan of animation and Christmas for practically my whole life. And there are so many classic examples of Christmas portrayed in animation, too numerous to list. It is also lovely to see so many others who are also as fond of Garfield and a Garfield Christmas special as me. It's really, really cute. Really cute. Like it. So, first we get what is later to be revealed as a dream sequence. We got the house, snow covered, and Garfield's in his little nap box, cat box, by the fire, just dreaming away. John comes in dressed like an elf minus the hat, which could have been a giveaway as to, okay, he doesn't normally dress like that. But he wakes up Garfield like, Garfield, guess what today is? And Garfield's like, "Uh, Christmas Day? Yes, it's Christmas Day. And you know what Christmas means, right? And Garfield's like, presents, lots of presents. And John's like, yes, yes, it does mean presents. But of course, you can't open presents on an empty tum-tum. So let's get that belly filled, mister. And John just has like 10 plates of lasagna. And he lays them on the floor, leading Garfield to the Christmas tree. So John goes to get Garfield's gift. And it's like at least... 20 feet high this gift and it's wrapped in green wrapping paper and a yellow bow and John somehow managed to get a forklift into his house or a high low I don't know how it happened but it happened and the present is so huge that the wrapped box just unfolds immediately and Garfield's a little confused like what is this so John has to demonstrate he sits in the chair, which is basically a white chair with a Santa Claus. And then on the chair along the sides and the top of it have light bulbs. And it's got an on-off switch right below Santa's hand on the side of the chair. And then right next on the other side of the chair has a red bag with yellow lettering that says toys. So John sits in it, turns the thing on puts the thinking cap onto his head and just thinks about what he wants and boom, a present appears. So Garfield's like, alright, I've seen enough. John, get out of my way because I got presents that I want coming out of that chute and into that bag. And that was basically the cold open. So we get the Christmas song that's being sung. We get every amount of present that you could think of that Garfield could want from stereos, television, stuffed animals, toasters, uh, a giant ham, gifts that are wrapped, uh, a suitcase, a guitar, uh, a camcorder, uh, a new basket with a blanket inside, a full cooked turkey and a model airplane. My goodness, Garfield. Golf clubs, a VCR, a basketball, my good, more than one basketball, in fact, unless that's a pumpkin. It might be a pumpkin. No, I think it's a basketball. Baseball bat, a stereo speaker, a three-tier cake, a bowling ball, 
a what looks like one of those old slide projectors that you just insert. Oh, there's an aquarium with one solid fish floating around. There's also a soccer ball. Yep, turns out that was just a dream as we go to present day. Garfield's in his box and John is whispering, Garfield, Garfield, wake up. Wake up, Garfield. And John's like, hey, Garfield, wake up. Guess what today is? And Garfield's like, I don't care. Don't ask me any questions before 8 a.m. And, of course, don't ask me anything before breakfast. So John's like, guess what, Garfield? We're going to pack up all our gifts and we're going to go to the farm for Christmas. Won't that be great? Won't that be fun? And Garfield's like, okay, you got a sick sense of humor and that's your idea of fun you need to get in life. <laughs> and John's, I love, this is so funny. John's listing who's all going to be there. A mom, a dad, a doc boy, and Garfield adds to himself. And good boy, and bad boy, and oh boy, and add a boy. <laughs> Alright, we see the red car driving out of the, you see the city in the background, you see a sign that says city limits, so they are out of the city limits, they are in the country. So John is just really just thinking of all the good times, growing up on the farm, he's like, I can almost smell mom's chestnut dressing baking in the oven right now. That makes me think of, you know, when we would go to the farm for Christmas and stuff when grandpa and grandma lived there. And just as soon as you open the door to that kitchen, it's like the wafting of the cook whatever's cooking in the oven, cooking on the stove, boom, hits you like a wall. And it's just so inviting and just so welcoming. And it's just... So John's relaying Garfield with all of the Christmas memories and happy times. And what it was like for him to be a boy growing up in the country and how dad would chop the tree down, mom would be in the kitchen. This is just their, his younger ver version of himself and his parents because they don't look anything like... Because you only saw like a silhouette of a man cutting down a tree and then you saw... You see the mom in the kitchen stirring something, something on the stove with a giant pot with a turkey in it and potatoes and carrots and stuff. Of course we get um, Garfield's commentary where when John says oh dad would chop down the tree and Garfield's like chores and John says my mom would be in the kitchen fixing the meal and Garfield's like work. And of course Doc Boy. We see little baby Doc Boy with one tooth big eyes like Six hairs on his head. Well, eight, if you count the two sprouting in the back of his head. Um, he's got suspenders attached to his diaper. I love how Odie will go, Erf! 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 Like that, he'll add in his two cents there. They're talking about, you know, he's talking about decorating the trees. You see little John and little Doc Boy putting ornaments on. Garfield, of course, refers to that as gardening. Wiring all of the lights, which Garfield refers to as electrical contracting. Wrapping boxes and writing out cards. Basically, what I've done um, for probably the last couple, few years now, I've cut down on the amount of physical cards I've sent. And I will usually just send out, like, maybe 20 cards to immediate family. And then the rest is pretty much, I just have a picture taken of the Christmas card and I send it in Messenger to Facebook family and friends that way. Because a book of 20 forever stamps cost me $11.
That's. I still remember when I had to send out wedding invitations and just how much that cost in stamps was just totally cray cray. Of course, Garfield calls um, writing out cards and wrapping gifts office work. John talks about how they pile the gifts under the tree, and then, of course, at night, they barely get a wink of sleep, wondering what would be inside the gifts. Yeah, I'd have to say, honestly, for me, well, as especially as a child, the two hardest days of sleep, you know, as far as in anticipation goes, my birthday and Christmas Christmas Day, like, go, Christmas Eve going into Christmas Day, definitely, because it's like, you know, like, I'm so excited, you can't wait to see what I'm gonna get and everything like that. It's just so fun. So, yeah, John and Garfield are singing in their, well, John singing out loud, Garfield singing in his head, kind of waving his fingers like he's conducting an or orchestra. The things that make Christmas so great are the insomnia and the anxiety kids get from having to wait. And John's like, can't wait till Christmas. Can't wait till Christmas. So much to do. And Garfield's like, tell me when it's over. Oh, no, he says, wake me when it's through. Oh, Garfield. But this is Garfield. Should we expect any different? I love how Odie's also kind of barking along. And just bobbing his head. Side to side with John. He, he and John are having a fun time. Garfield's just all like, Ugh. John pulls him into the drive and tells Garfield, all right, you got to behave yourself, all right? Can you do that? Garfield's like, I'll wait in the car. Like, you're not waiting in the car. Come on, Garfield. You got to help bring the presents inside. So John's at the door. His mother answers. Oh, she's such a sweet sweet lady never seems to open her eyes her eyes are like just a little i don't know but anyway well she's just overjoyed john's got one hand holding four packages so probably one for his mom one for his dad one for doc boy and one for grandma so john's dad brother who i said look like identical twins only doc boy's taller than his dad and has like those same six hairs on his head uh <laughs> He's like, hey, how's my best brother? And Doc Boy's like, you seem to forget I'm your only brother. Like, oh my goodness. I see where Garfield gets that from. <laughs> of course, we hear, but don't see Grandma, who's just like, don't mind me. You can visit till your lips fall off for all I care. It's like, don't worry, Grandma will get to you. He just walked in the door. That's all right. She, Grandma's in, in um, the rocking chair. Like, I'll just sit here in the dark alone until you decide to come over and pay your respects. She's just looking out the window at the snow-covered trees. Like, All right, it's okay. We'll come over there. And she just keeps complaining. Like, oh, nobody goes gives a hoot about an old woman like me anyway. <sighs> so this is supposed to be like a typical depiction of a grandmother, at a great-grandmother at Christmas or some... Like that relative that always complains, like, no one comes to visit me, and no one comes to see me, and, or, I, I don't know. I'm not, I like the grandma. She's really sweet. She's got a tough exterior, which is understandable. I mean, when you've been hurt and everything, you kind of wrap yourself up in that, in that hurt a little bit, and almost to, like, kind of safeguard yourself against revealing your, t your true feelings and stuff. And you, you don't want to be hurt. I get it. It's like protective armor. 
But I kind of get, it seems like, I mean, she lives there with, you know, either her, might be her son, daughter-in-law, and grandson. That maybe, I think that was her old house. And then when her husband passed, that it kind of went to, you know, the son. And um, maybe they just kind of ignore her. All like, oh, don't mind grandma. She's just going, you know, off just spouting, complaining like she does. I love John here. How he goes here. He's like, hey, how can I ignore my favorite girl? Merry Christmas, Grandma. John is so sweet. And he's so good to his grandma. This is probably seems like the only real affection between you know John and also Garfield later that she gets. And I just, I feel kind of sad, you know, for, gra for Grandma and stuff like that. But, I mean, we saw in the Thanksgiving episode, she came to help John out. She drives a motorcycle. She likes uh, to crochet the pillows and play records of, like, jazz blue music and stuff like that. Oh, and she also likes to cook at the, she makes stuff for the Tenter and the County Fair contest. So they, John and Grandma hug. He's like, how you doing, Grandma? And she's like, oh, alright, you know, considering. And then she pokes him in the belly like, hey, it looks like you put on a few. That city life making you soft? And she, like, elbows him right in the gut. And she says, like, she does a hundred sit-ups every morning. Like, whoa. Wow. See? See? She's doing stuff. She doesn't sit in that chair and just, you know, plain. Um... And she says how her belly's as hard as a rock and, like, hey, John, hit me in the in the stomach. Hit me as hard as you can. Like, don't, I don't, what is the appeal of that? It's like, I want to prove how tough I am by breaking your fist in my stomach. Like, come on now. We get it. You do 100 sit-ups every morning. That's great. I don't want to punch you in the stomach to find out how tough your stomach is. Dang, she got really... <laughs> really good like elbowed him really hard in the gut because he's like bent over tongue extended like <laughs> and she's like you're getting soft boy you need to get more physical i do 100 sit-ups every morning and my belly is hard as a rock like i don't doubt that at all <laughs> so john of course is like oh how am i gonna get out of this so he, he picks garfield up and he's like here hey ma grandma have you met garfield garfield's like oh boy I love how she, well, she picks him up because John's like, hey, you remember Garfield, don't you, Grandma? And we see, you know, Garfield and Oni, Odie on the floor there next to John. And Grandma picks him up, like, picks Garfield up with his arms, like, out to his sides. And she's like, oh, well, I'll be. I remember back when all we had were wood burning, wood, wood burning cats. And I'm like, well, my guess is... Those type of cats are the kind that are, like, they're out in the barn, they pampered themselves, they live off the mice they eat. Um, and that's the thing, even with, with me growing up, I had cats, but they were outdoor cats. I was not allowed to bring them into the house. I would sneak them in on occasion when my dad was, like, either at work or out somewhere. And he could always tell because the cat would always be, like, right by the door on the deck just wanting to come inside. I just, I felt so bad for them. And, um, yeah, so I never, 
the cats usually would kind of do their own thing. They'd hang around for a while, and then they kind of, you know, move on to the next place. And uh, it wasn't until I got Quinn that I actually was able to see a, a cat grow from a kitten to an adult cat and be able to establish a relationship. So it was just, yeah. I guess maybe in Grandma's eyes, this is cats were cats. They, in her eyes, maybe they weren't meant to, you know, develop relationships with them and friendships and everything like that. But with Garfield, it's Garfield definitely takes Grandma by surprise, and he helps her in a big way. So John's mom comes in, and she is so bubbly with excitement and energy. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so great to have the whole family here. We're going to have a splendid Christmas. It's going to be so, so great. And, of course, this has got to be... Grandma's got to be the mother-in-law, because she's like, oh, good, easy there, dearie. <laughs> Gonna pop a blood vessel. Yeah, she's like, oh, put a sock in it, dearie, because John's like, oh, I could just burst. So, Grandma's like, well, you know, we're gonna go finish dinner. And, of course, she's carrying Garfield with her. And Garfield, we see, is like, oh, I think Grandma and I are gonna get along just fine. I love how John is, like, walking in the country in, like, maybe a foot of snow. In just regular pants and a shirt. Basically what he came with. Because, you know, I remember he took his coat off and put it on the hanger. But he's got a hat on. It's like, I would be bundled up head to toe, hat and gloves and coat and boots. Yeah. So I lived out in the country, guys. I I'm telling you, the winters were pretty bad out there. Um, and the city plows didn't always get out there to, um, you know, plow the roads or plow the drive. The neighbors would have a plow on the end of their tr front of their truck and they would come help out you know and it just seems like it's just so funny thinking about how the ways that kids nowadays our parents are able to find out if you know kids have school they have snow days and stuff like that back in the day and i'm talking about the 90s here the only way to find out if you had a school day was you had to listen to the radio or you had to watch the TV and wait for your school or your county and school to scroll by. That is the only way. And if you're listening to the radio, you got to hear them go through the read off the entire list. I remember one time I got confused and they said Kent City is closed today. I'm like, oh, Kent County is closed today. And it turns <laughs> so no, I I guess I am missing the school bus. My grandma had to come and get me. This is when I was twelve. I was in sixth grade, and usually uh, my sister is um, not living with us. Otherwise, she would have probably been uh, out of high school by then. Anyway, anyway, dad was gone. You know, to work early in the morning, he had to be there at six a.m. So I had to get myself up. And grandma, of course, just lives like a mile or so away and I called her up she had to take me in and I get into social studies class and, and it's probably like 10 a.m and they're like where have you been and I'm like well I heard on the radio that school was closed and they're like no and then looking back at it, I'm like oh they said Kent City not Kent County I'm like whoops 
<laughs> See? <laughs> Internet would have helped so so much or or, or something. Kind of just soak it up all this country winter weather, the hard work, the brisk weather, the beautiful scenery, and I love Odie just tongue flying out of his mouth, just pouncing, prancing around. He's having the time of his life. Like, I love it. I love it. Poor Garfield. He don't love that snow, which I'm with you, Garfield. I don't like the snow either. And we see Garfield plunging along. You can't eat. The only thing you see of Garfield is his tail, which makes me think of, like, one of those periscope things. But Garfield's just walking along, thinking, like, hey, who turned out the lights? And he hits that um, water spigot in the yard. Um, at the farm, we had one of those things that, you, you know, attach a hose to and stuff like that. Now we move back inside the house, into the kitchen, and we see this large saucepan on the stove, and you can tell it's cooking because it's got a little bit of steam rising above it, and Grandma is kind of like tiptoeing, goes over to what turns out to be gravy, sticks her finger in, gives it a taste test, and it hmm, needs a little something. So she's got the chili... Which is like the chili powder in her hand. Of course, her daughter-in-law catches her. Like, oh, you wouldn't be trying to put chili powder into my gravy, would you? And she walks away. And of course, Grandma mutters to herself, like, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Just the fact that my uh, country gravy, or uh, my gravy placed first and yours didn't even place at all in the county fair. So yeah, Grandma is a Green County gravy champion, <laughs> and apparently uh, her daughter-in-law's gravy didn't even place at all. Isn't that kind of a trope too, as far as like daughter-in-laws and mother-in-laws in the kitchen, like who can be the better cook, or even with mothers and daughters? I don't know, I think it's more with daughter-in-laws and mother-in-laws. So, John and Garfield come into the house from outside, and John's like, hey, Garfield, where'd Odie go? Garfield, of course, is like, hey, he's in the barn, don't worry about it, let's eat food. We, uh, we go out to the barn, we see Odie scrounging around in what looks like a bin full of just odds and ends. He's looking for something for Garfield. He wants to make a present. And dogs don't have money, they can't shop, so they gotta improvise. And this is a pretty wild idea. I'm surprised something like this doesn't exist already. It's basically a piece of wood and what looks like a, um, what do they call those things? Like the little mini rake thing, trowel or whatever they are with the little rake thingies when you're gardening and stuff. That kind of thing. He's gonna make a scratching post. And apparently Odie is so pleased with himself, he just like, zips off. Like, ah, that was such a great idea. I was in the kitchen, but Garfield, and of course cats love to be on counters. Garfield notices the gravy, sticks a finger in, like, ooh, gravy! Of course, he doesn't know that Grandma placed some chili powder in that, because his ears and eyes and his whole body's gonna be uh, a five-alarm fire in just a moment. Oh, it's just his face and his tail emits, like, flames. It's, it's really hot. She put a bit in there. Odie pops in, everyone's at the table, ready to eat. Of course, I'm like, Odie, close that door. It's winter time in the country. It's gonna get chilly. 
I can only imagine how much it costs to eat that, heat that old farmhouse. So Doc Boy's in charge of saying grace, like, I don't know, I, maybe I should, and of course Grandma just takes the ladle out of the gravy and just smacks him over the head, but like, just say grace, so we can eat. So, yeah, they cooked enough to have a meal to last for a month for all of them. As John's like, hey mom, pass the potatoes please, and she's like, what would you like, scalped, whipped, baked, or broiled? I'm like, I like scalped, whipped, too. Baked potatoes, definitely. Boiled potatoes, I've never had that. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be something. I'd maybe give it a try. So let me ask you, what are your favorite types of mashed potatoes? I, I loved baked potatoes, but I also liked whipped and scalloped. I haven't had a baked potato in a while, but when I go to Wendy's, I love their bacon and cheese baked potato. And I gotta have the sour cream, because it's so good. But usually, around the holidays, it's usually the whipped mashed potatoes. So John, of course, can't decide on mashed potatoes, like, just give me a piece of pie. Oh, he's starting with dessert. He's one of those types. Alright, not wrong with having dessert first. And she's got a bunch of pies. She's got apple, peach, pumpkin, blueberry, cherry, or banana cream. I usually associate pumpkin pie with Thanksgiving. Like, isn't that kind of the cutoff date? Like, after Thanksgiving, do you really want pumpkin pie? What about pecan? I like pecan pie. Oh, I love pecan pie. It's so good. Also, usually around the holidays, I pick up the, um, the Edwards Hershey's pie. It's so good. I usually would do that um, for the Christmas Eve. Eve gathering my uh, my sister and um, dad and Pam and my sister's kids, which uh, three out of four of them or are over the age of twenty now. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's just a fun time to gather and talk about fun family times. So Grandma is taking upon herself to make sure her furry friends, Garfield and Odie, get a little something from the table, too. Did she put down, like, a whole, like, side of roast beef? Because there's a plate that was, like, the beef on it, or it looked like beef with, like, the little bone in the middle. And she, that was the size of the plate, and she put it below along with, like, some muffins or something. I know there are articles that do definitely warn when it comes to holidays what you should not be feeding your pet. Quinn has never had a scrap of human food. Not a one. The only thing she liked was like pop when we get a thing of popcorn from Wesco. And I mean she would never eat the popcorn, she'd lick it, but she wouldn't eat it. <laughs> And you can already see Garfield's belly starting to slowly extend because we get a shot underneath the dining room table. And Garfield's like, hmm, he's so, like, enamored. With the, the food is so good. His eyes are closed with glee. And he says, a ten of service, excellent cuisine. Of course, he said, also says, however, the decor leaves something to be desired. Well, you're being fed underneath the table, so. He looks at Odie and says, yeah, I give this place two stars. So, uh, John's dad looks at Grandma and says, wow, you sure are packing the food away tonight, Grandma, because there's three empty plates in front of her. 
course, she says, I'm eating for two now, dear. And, of course, John's dad is like, oh. And then all of a sudden it kind of dawns. I'm like, uh, what? He's not pregnant. Oh, my goodness. You had to go there, didn't you? So John is rubbing his stomach as he thanks his mother for the amazing meal. And, of course, Grandma, who's collecting the plates, passes by. says, uh-huh. And John's like, oh, uh, yeah, you too, Grandma. Great, very delicious, amazing meal. All right, now the family is gathered to trim the tree. Basically, they're going to decorate it, put the bulbs on, all that good stuff. The only issue is the star. Who's going to put the star up? John's like, you know, hey, Garfield, I got a special important job for you. You need to see, can you get that star up on the top of that tree there? And Garfield's like, yes, I can do that. So he heads up there, places the star on the tree. Everyone claps and cheers. And then Garfield realized just how high up he actually is. Like, ah, ah, ah. of course, before that happens, before Garfield has that special task, he and Grandma are just hanging out. You know, she's in the rocking chair. He's laying on her lap, and she's just talking to him. And she's just kind of commenting on how everyone's all jabberjawing and all that in the other room, bunch of, like a bunch of banshees. And she's like, isn't it crazy? Of course, to make it through this whole life, you have to be a little crazy. And then she's like, I mean, <laughs> look at me. I talk to cats. <laughs> and of course, Garfield's like, wait, what? Because he, his eyes are closed and he's content. And all of a sudden, she just does this whole this huge, like, throws her head back and laughs. And he's like, wait, what? I'm sleeping. So we get, we go back to the living room where... The dad is balanced on Doc Boy's back, which I can't see how that's going to help Doc Boy later on down the road. That's going to mess his back up. And this is where John's like, hey, Garfield, come over here. I got a job for you. So Garfield puts the star on top, realizes that he's way, way up there, has a little bit of a freak out moment. It's all right. It's okay. And then he tumbles down the tree. Poor guy. Isn't that kind of the same thing, you know, that saying of how cats can climb up a tree, but when it comes to getting down, I mean, they can get down, but it's just how many times have cats been have to be rescued out of trees because they get, you know, they get freaked out. They can climb up, but they can't always climb down. Like, that fear of being that high up, I can't, kind of scares them. I know that cats are known to land on their feet, but... I think in the moment of them running up the tree is more, I gotta get to safety, I gotta get to higher ground, I gotta get away from the situation. And there's such, like, like, anxiety, just stress and everything. Like, I gotta get away from this bad situation to the fact that it doesn't fully dawn on them the situation is even made just as worse when they're very high up and they can't get down. And I've had instances where... You know, cats have been in trees. Like, meow, meow. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. I can't get you down. And then... Sure, I've had a cat that's been stuck in a tree or something like that at one point or another. But eventually, they've gotten down on their own. And that's usually the thing people call, like, oh, my cat's stuck in a tree. And people say, don't worry. Give it time. They'll come down. So, dad, the dad put uh, plugs in the lights. And everyone just awes, like, oh, this is so gorgeous. This is so beautiful. Now it's time to sing a Christmas song. As Doc Boy's going to play a Christmas song. And, of course, the dad's like, those 30-plus years of piano lessons better pay off. 
Oh, he's like, those 24 years of piano lessons better be worth something. So he's just playing really out of tune, like, Oh, Tannenbaum, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, however they are, thy branches. And everyone's just cringing. Oh, this is so horrible because he's playing off-key, he's singing off-key. Grandma's finally, hey, Sonny, move your tush because Grandma's going to show you something amazing. And she jumps on that bench and just, her hands are going to, and the keys are like up and flying. And she is just having a great old time. And the family's like, wow, Grandma, where is she getting this energy? Wow. So, John suggests to his mother that she sit at the piano and play for a little bit. Just sweet. Garfield's on the piano, just chilling. Odie's just hanging around. The dad's by his wife at the piano. John's behind the piano. Doc Boy's got an elbow on the piano. They're just, it's nice, quiet family time. So, we cut back out to, I'm guessing this could even just be called like maybe a den maybe a sitting area grandma's back in her rocking chair by the window garfield jumps in her lap and she's like oh garfield how did you know i needed a kitty in my lap he's like oh just wild guess i mean he's you know talking in his head not physically talking to her but so she you know tells him you know i've since grandpa passed away you know her husband She's wild away, many a lonely hour, rocking and stroking her cats. Like, aww. I love how she's petting Garfield, and Garfield just looks up at her so lovingly. And he's like, how oh, I envy those cats. Like, aww. Because often, how really, in the Garfield and Friends cartoon, and these ones, how much time do you think John spends just sitting and just petting Garfield and treating him nicely? I'm not saying John's a bad owner. He's not. But a lot of the time we see him berating Garfield for this or that, whatever he's getting into, whatever, you know, problems he's bringing forth. You never see him just, see him just kind of hang out with his, his guys, you know, Odie and Garfield just hanging out, just being the guys and just, you know, petting them and everything. I think in a way, John sees Garfield and Odie more than just pets. I mean, yeah, they're family, but I think he sees them more as like, like roommates in a way than just pets. And this, you know, like I said, this is the first time really we get to see Garfield just be a cat, you know, and be petted like a cat and just helping somebody through something, just being a comfort to somebody. And just, that's what's great about cats, is that they're just, they're there when you need them, they're there when you don't need them. Or, you know, just, even if you're, like, doing dishes or you're in the kitchen, they're there, whether they're hanging out on the counter or watching you cook or washing the dishes or they're watching you, they're on the floor watching you as you're making dinner. Just their presence alone, just, it gives you, a, I know that I get a comfort from that. It's just, you know, when Quinn will hang out on the kitchen counter, or he, she'll just plop right in the doorway of, of the kitchen, and just, I'm just hanging out, and I'm just doing my thing. You just keep doing you, what you're doing, you're making the dinner and all that good stuff, so. I think it's very, cats are very therapeutic, just whether they're coming up to you and rubbing their faces against you or they're just laying by you. I've had a couple times where I'll wake up from a bad dream and Quinn will be there and I'll just immediately feel comforted. 
She doesn't do it all the time. I mean, she's had her insistence, well, she'll lay on the bed. But now that it's getting colder, I think she's choosing to be underneath the bed because that's where the, the heater the, on the floor is. And I love how Grandma just talked about her husband just saying how he was a proud man and he was a strong man. That he was a good provider as we see a picture of Grandma and her husband and it just sweet. And she, you know, says, you know, we never had much money, but we always had plenty of food on the table. It's like they never went without. They were never hungry. And they had a lot of love. And sometimes that love is what helps you get through the hard times. Just being there and just holding each other and just knowing that together you're going to make it through the rough times, but you got to lean on each other once in a while. Just know that, you know, it's a partnership and, you know, it takes the both of you to make things work. You can't just go at it alone. It's like, no. And you're in it. You're in it for the long haul. Like, uh, you got me and I ain't going nowhere. And here's where I think Garfield's ears perk up. As she says, he always made something for me and each of the children at Christmas. Something very special. And that kind of gets your Garfield's ears a ring. I'm like, hmm, what can I do? And she mentions how men like him, like my husband, didn't feel like they could show much affection outwardly to the children. But on Christmas it was okay. Oh yeah. That just seems like... That's kind of how it was, you know, back then that, you know, the grandfathers and stuff and fathers uh, that grew up in like the 50s and the 60s and the 40s and everything. It's like they had a different way of how they lived and how, you know, they taught treated each other with respect, but they kept their feelings kind of inward, like they didn't show much emotion, but sometimes you don't need to show emotion with your voice, you can show it in how, you know, in, in your gestures, like with, with how the grandfather does with, with the kids and everything in Christmas, and, and just, it's not so much what you say all the time, you know, it's, it's what you do, whether it's a, a well-placed arm around the, the shoulder, or just, or, you know, a nice, soft, you know, pat on, on the back or the shoulder, it's just, it, it, sometimes you don't kind of say anything, or even, it could be even a, a, a look. And she mentions how, you know, her husband never, he, he always tried to not let it be known, you know, how excited he was on Christmas. But his eyes always gave him away. It's like, yeah, you have a little twinkle, that sparkle in your eye. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she just, she knows her husband. I love how she's, you know, just regaling Garfield with these stories of her husband. And he's just, it's like... He's enjoying it. He's like, yes, Grandma. It's like, she might sound like a tough cookie to others and come across as such, but to Garfield, it's like, no, she's opening up. I'm liking this relationship between Garfield and Grandma. I kind of feel like Garfield and Grandma are pretty similar in, um, in personality. A little bit. A little bit. You know, Garfield's a little reserved. Grandma's a little reserved. They both kind of keep their feelings kind of close to the 
looks closer to the sleeve and everything like that. She tells Garfield that Christmas Day was it was his favorite day of the year. Aw, this is sad. And she says, sometimes I wake up in the night and I still feel his strong arms around me. Oh my god. Grandma, you're getting me right in the feels. And she says, this is the night that I miss him the most. Oh, I love this. How we pull away from the house to the exterior outside and we just see the snow falling. And we hear this lovely woman's voice singing, Keep Christmas here in your heart. So we come back to the piano, and um, the mom is done singing. She's like, all right, it's time for Dad to read us our Christmas story. Binky saves Christmas, that crazy clown that rivals Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons. <laughs> I love how the dad is just rolling his eyes to them. He's like, oh, my God, again with this. You boys are 30-something years old. But John and, and Doc Boy just, yay! There are little mouths are so open, so like, yes! Binky! I love him! And the mom hands the dad the book, and he's like, you know, I'm beginning to feel a little silly reading this year after year. And of course, the mom's like, oh dear, think of the children! And of course, John and Doc Boy are like, yeah, think of the children. Think of us. And I love how Doc Boy's like, yeah, let's see if Binky saves Christmas again this year. Of course, as he's reading the story about how Binky, whenever he would see children, he'd say, hey, kids. And John is like, no, 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 Dad. Read it with more emotion. Of course, Doc Boy's like, yeah. And why don't you say it like Binky says it? So he's like, all right. Every time Binky saw children, he would say, hey, kids. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm You get it. You get it. <laughs> and of course, Odie just loves, like, oh, he just licks John's dad's face. And of course, John's dad is like, oh, you cut that out. But hey, Odie loves Minky. Garfield's asleep, apparently. So, and then we cut back, and he's finishing the story saying, and once again, Binky the Clown saved Christmas for children all over the world. Of course, Doc Boy's like, I don't know about you, John, but for a couple of minutes there, I was worried. Like, yeah, I'm sure you were. All right, mom says, all right, boys, it's time to get ready for bed. Like, all right, sweet, bye. And you see the dad just like, oh, boy, this book. <laughs> Maybe next year we can start a new tradition. <laughs> and we see Odie rifling through the closet in the house looking for some more stuff. He's trying to put together this really amazing looking present for Garfield. And he and Odie and Garfield are laying in front of the fire, which has gone out now. And he checks to see if Garfield's awake, and then he zips back outside. So Garfield looks out the window and sees Odie going out to the barn. Like, okay, what is this pup up to? So Garfield sees Odie. With, he took a, Odie took a plunger and just took the plunging part off. And Garfield finds a locked trunk in the urn. Odie, of course, puts a paper sack over the gift that he's made Garfield, and Garfield gets smacked on the head with a... Looks like a bundle of letters bundled with twine that came out of a cardboard box that was sitting on top of a wooden crate that was sitting on top of a red trunk with a lock on it. And Garfield looks at these letters like, wow, these must be like 50 years old. 
Now we cut to the mom and dad's room, and Doc Boy and John are like, hey, can we open presents now? They're like, hey, Dad, you awake? And they turn the light on, he's like, I am now. What do you want? They're like, hey, is it time to open presents yet? And he's like, no, it's 1.30 in the morning. No, it's not time to open presents. You need to go back to bed. Like, seriously, they've probably been asleep for maybe less than two hours. 1.30 is not time to open gifts. Of course, John turns on the light again and is like, hey, yeah, but technically after midnight is Christmas Day. It's like, just please go to bed. He's like, go to bed, both of you. Don't interrupt me again. So it's morning, and John's dad asked him and Doc Boy, John and Doc Boy, "What do you want to do first? You want to do eat breakfast, do chores, or do you want to open presents?" Of course, no. This is a dumb question, right? Like we want to open presents. So what? See what people got. Looks like Grandma might have gotten a bowling ball. Um, the dad got like a, this giant yellow cowboy hat. Doc Boy got a model airplane. Looks like John got a red robe and some bunny slippers. Unless those might have been the slippers he was already wearing. So, so Grandma's like, oh, the, or not Grandma. The mom is like, well, that was a very nice Christmas. And Garfield yanks on her apron and says, oh, that, that, not over yet. As he goes over, grabs the yellowed envelopes and gives them to Grandma. She is so surprised and excited. It's like, oh my, I haven't seen these in so long. And John's like, what are they, Grandma? And she's like, well, John, these were, these are letters from when your grandpa and I were courting a long, long time ago. Like, oh, I still have the emails that Jeremy and I sent each other when we first started dating way, way, way back in the fall of 2003. And it's every once in a while, if I want to just read them, I have access to be able to look at them. Like, oh, wow. We were so different then. So much has changed. And we've been married for 12 years, but we've been together for um, 16. This is so sweet. She reads it out as it says, My darling, if the sea were of ink and the sky of parchment... I could not begin to write my love for you. Oh, he's a poet. She said, and then she begins, when next we meet, and then she stops, and uh, John's mom is like, oh, well, well, what does he say after that? And of course, it's like, I, I, I can't read the rest. I can't. That's, that's private. Oh, she says, it is inappropriate for a lady to talk about her romances, my dear. Like, yes, that's, yeah, I can read the opening, but not the rest of it. And Grandma... Thanks, Garfield. Like, I don't know how you found these letters, but I think these are the ni- they are the nicest presents I could have received. Aww. He knows Grandma. He knows her heart. He knows what she needed this Christmas. Odie's got his gift for Garfield as he brings Garfield over to the paper sack covering the top of this wooden board here. So basically all Garfield sees is like a wooden stick on a wooden board with what looks like one of those travel tools or rake thingies. And Garfield's like, wow, that's, what, what is it? And Odie demonstrates, well here, let me show you. 
and he goes underneath it, and it's like it's basically like if you got an itch that you need to be scratched and you can't reach it, then you just use this thing, and it's just like wow, Odie loves it. <laughs> He's like here, yeah, it feels good. So Garfield tries out this uh, itching gift, and he just he likes it, itch relief gift. And Garfield and Odie hug, and the whole family's like, aww. So Garfield's like, all right, let me, uh, permit me here one special moment. As he says, Christmas, it's not the giving. It's not the getting. It's the loving. Garfield, you couldn't be more right in that beautiful sentiment. Bless you. And he's like, he's got his arms behind his back, like, there, I said it. And he's like, he looks so bashful, like, <laughs> oh, it looks like the family's going to have a little musical hoedown as they're all clapping and talking about an old-fashioned Christmas, and the family's just having a great time. And that's the end of the special, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed going through this again. This is just really sweet and I, I love Garfield and I love Odie and I just love the family togetherness and the you know time that Garfield had with grandma and her just opening up her heart to him was just so so sweet so I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I enjoyed discussing it and reviewing it and everything and I hope you guys have a a wonderful what is this let's see on the calendar this is we are almost done with the second week of December. That is so, so wild. That is so wild. I can't believe it. Guys, we are almost done with 2019. This year has been a crazy one. It's been, it's been a sad year. And like I said, I'm looking forward to what 2020 has to offer. Hopefully good things. Hopefully very good things. So, and I hope all good things for you guys too, that you have a good you know, Christmas, you know, family, you know, friends, however you celebrate the holidays, whatever you do, I hope that the holiday, that holidays are good to you and that, um, in the new year that you have a good new year and, you know, blessings and just opportunities come your way. So, all right. Bye-bye everybody.